I'm your host, The Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga, and everything in between. This week, following this season's theme, I'll be talking about an introduction and in itself, my introduction to romance anime. So, just a little backstory before I even start. Um, back when I was starting to watch anime, I have basically pleaded all the stock of action and adventure anime I had at the time and for one reason or another I just thought yeah maybe it's time to get to romance I think that may or may not have been uh, prompted by something I don't actually remember but the thing is right the anime we are talking about this week is in my opinion the best best anime you can actually show someone to introduce them to romance. This anime is Toradora. So before I even start with the actual review, just a quick disclaimer, spoiler alert, I will spoil everything from this anime. I can guarantee you that I will not give exact details, but I'm pretty sure there are no... I will talk about all the... let's say the all the parts that this anime kind of hinges in when it comes out to surprises and shock moments, more or less. Given that, as always, spoiler alert. Though, let's get started. First off, let's start with the stats. Doradora was originally light novel, written by Yuyuko Takemiya, illustrated by Yasu. The original run was from March 2006 to March 2009, so three years with 10 volumes, and there was a spin-off in 2007 to 2010, and then we got the manga and the television series, the anime. The anime was done by the studio GC Staff, which actually GC Staff is a pretty big studio, all things considered. Some of their work are kind of mocked by being um, badly animated, but I don't actually see a big problem with them. That's just a um, little side note I wanted to insert here, because later on when I talk about other series in the this season, uh, this is GC staff will come on a whole lot from what I remember. But anyways, that's not um, the point here. So, the anime was done by GC staff, the anime has 25 episodes, the original run was from October 2008 to March 2009, and that's basically it. Just a quick side note, the two openings, the first opening is pretty iconic, I think the name is Preparado, but the second one I don't actually... I don't rate you so much because it's pretty normal at that point. At this point, I mean, it's a pretty standard opening. The second opening, the first one, it's pretty good. That being said, let's get to it. So why why did I watch Toradora? 
So, as I said at the beginning, Toradora was my original introduction to romance anime, romance, uh, eventually romance manga. I didn't actually read the manga for this, but the impression was so good that I evolved into this thing where it doesn't actually matter. I just read a lot of romance now. And that's basically me. So the impression was really, really uh, big on me. Then again, Toradora is, for lack of a better word, is super vanilla when it comes up with the themes and the way the story is written and the way the characters feel and act and that are actually the story structure and everything else. The f why, why do I say that? For the most part, romance, anime, and manga nowadays are pretty gimmicky, let's say. So, the last big one, big, big one, was Kaguya-sama, which is more of a comedy rather than a romance. The romance comes, um, comes after, so that doesn't actually count. The ones I wanted to actually, let's say, um, focus on when comparing to Toradora is both Nisekoi and Gotobu no Hanayomi, or the quintessential quintuplets. Both of them enter the, let's say, the subgenre of choose one girl uh, romance anime and manga, let's say, because the, um, the way the mechanic of the story works is that the main character eventually ends up with a heron and they have to actually choose one of the, the multiple girls they have to actually end up with. Toradora is one of the more classic single girl, much like the one I... the one romance I reviewed in season one, um, Aceto Seken, um, Sweat and Soap, and for the most part, right, Toradora is pretty, pretty vanilla in a lot of ways, because Furthermore, from what I just said, the fact that it is a, let's say, single girl romance, the story is pretty structured um, with the feet on the ground, let's say. The themes are circled around the school and basically social problems of the teenager kind, let's say. The... Anime never really goes off of this this kind of track, let's say. And for what is worth, as an introduction to the genre, it is pretty good at that. I think, just a little disclaimer aside, right? I will not be able to because I, as a human, I cannot explain how much this anime is good. I... I just can't. This anime is so great, and I don't feel like I will make it justice to how much it is good. But as a first things first, right? Uh, go watch it. It is pretty, pretty good. So now that I rambled about a bit of how I discovered it, why didn't watch it? So it is a pretty vanilla romance anime. The the whole thing is really laid out. It is short and sweet. Although 25 episodes is uh, what I would call a medium anime. It, it is, in terms of length, it is pretty nice. I really like the 25 episode 
remodel, let's say. The, the two cores kind of do we we are doing nowadays is not really for my taste because two cores effectively just gives two seasons of twelve, and that that is not the same because I want to like watch the thing non-stop, right? So I I want just to binge it. Uh, that aside, that's not the point here. Let's start with the actual story. So what's Toradora about? So first off, what is Toradora? Toradora is not really a word in Japanese. Toradora is the the fact. So first we have to look at the character. So our main protagonist, the, the main guy, is Ryuji Takasu. Ryuji Takasu is presented first off as someone... First off, right, so... He comes from a not-so-well-off family. So th this is all high school setting, normal high school setting, right? So Yuji Takasu is the second-year student. He has fairly... Uh, they never actually show this, but he has fairly good grades. And But he's more of an introvert kind of guy. And for what's worth, he... He does not have a father. He lives on only with his mother, because at the start of the story we know that his father passed away when he was little, and basically he, the one thing that he, let's say, um, inherited from his father is the, I, the delinquent look. I don't actually know how to translate it to English, but the, the. Basically, the death stare. So, at the beginning of the anime, and they, they actually don't use this too much because at the end of the episode, they more or less clear it off. But he has this delinquent look that uh, people feel endangered by his look, more or less. Uh, they, they're scared of him. And basically, basically, that's it. But he is a nice guy. He does not... Um, hurt anyone he's actually pretty pacifistic and one of the things that we learn straight up is that he has this compulsory kind of anxiety when it comes to cleaning stuff up tidying stuff and and keeping everything tidy not only that but um basically uh, looking out for his mother that is the only source of income and for the most part, he's a pretty responsible guy. That's basically it. And then we get to the main heroine, the main girl, Aisaka Taiga. Taiga is so symbolic. Oh boy! And this is this is a whole section in this episode. I have not really taken many notes in for this episode, but this this is a whole section I need to do. Taiga is. The introduction to, to anyone who watches this. Taiga is the introduction to a genre or a trope, let's say, of personality in manga and anime heroines that is the tsundere. So she basically is pretty not only dishonest, but she uh, tries not to face the fact that she's in love with someone by being violent and defiant at some points. Taiga, in this case, is especially violent, and across all the episodes, we will see that she is pretty violent 
although it kind of mellows out towards the middle to the end. The, the, there is, the, let's say, the high point at the more or less middle of the anime, and then uh, from then on, it kind of dies down. Let's say just that. But she's impulsive, she does not know how to face not only uh, the fact that she's in love, but her own embarrassment in front of people, so she she freezes up, she kind of does everything else. And before I even get someone to think something, from the start, Taiga is interested in a boy that it is not Ryuji. So Ryuji and Taiga at the start of the anime, they don't actually have a relationship. Not, on, not only um, in terms of love, but they are not even friends at the very start of the anime. Now, coming back to, to what I was saying, Taiga is so symbolic for anime in general, because I think Taiga, although she's clearly not the first tsundere ever in anime or manga, she is what I would call the perfect, the culmination of everything that's a tsundere. She is impulsive when she is impulsive, she's a... Uh, really well written character from all her flaws she acknowledges it and she tries to live with it and what i'm saying right now it's basically a spoiler because at the start of the anime man she's a wreck more or less it is pretty i don't even know she's pretty eccentric at the start let's say and the whole gimmick uh, the whole the whole thing at the start, right? So Taiga is really short compared to the other girls in class. So she's one meter six five centimeters. I don't actually know how that how much that is, that is in feet and inches because feet and inches don't make sense to me because I don't like live in the states. But she's pretty short, and not only that, she's pretty short fused. She's always angry and whatever. She's pretty impulsive. And basically, she's eccentric, let's say. Eccentric is um, the best word I can, can use right now. The thing is, right, so Taiga is short and really, really angry. So the class basically nicknames her Tenori Taiga, uh, the palm top tiger. The imaging they use to it, it's a really little tiger. It's kind of cute. And Taiga or Tiger, as they joke in the anime, and Ryuji comes from uh, Ryu is dragon, so Dora is tiger, and Dora is from Doragon. That would be the, the dragon part. So Tora Dora is tiger and dragon because in folklore they say that the only animal capable to withstand a dragon would be the tiger from its power so that, that's basically the play on words let's say so from that point on we need to actually get to the other let's say main three characters because they are not they are supporting characters and they actually are not the main main, main characters right they are not the focus of the story but uh, for all intents and purposes, their presence 
is what moves the story forward and they help a lot in a whole lot of ways so there are three but uh, at the start start I have only to present two that is Kushida Minori and Kitamura Yusaku so Kushida Minori is a love interest of Ryuji so Ryuji is actually interested in her and Kushida at this very start she she's pretty strange she's, a, she's the it's not actually a trope it's kind of a trope but not really uh, the oddball let's say the the one who ju just says gibberish every time and although she she's pretty intelligent she tries to I don't know make uh, make herself look weird for some reason and for the most part everything she does at the very start is pretty pretty strange it, it even comes into question why Ryuji likes her although they kind of do get a kind of explanation out that because she is always forthcoming and energic and she works hard because later on we discover that she actually not only trains uh, softball but actually she works part-time jobs non-stop so I, she just works hard and studies and whatever and that's a thing right you at, at the very least in anime you can actually like that there's there's a romantic inclination to to get from that but that's not my that's not the point here so that's basically Kushida Minori she's strange although she's hardworking and pretty energetic she's the best friend of Taiga which comes up a lot later but um, let's leave it at that and then we get Kitamura Yusaku uh, Yusaku is let's say the best friend um, air quotes here the best friend of Ryuji and he's the love interest of Taiga so Taiga really likes him and the reason why is pretty strange but the thing is he kind of confessed to her before she reject him but after that she pouring over it she noticed that she actually likes him and and that's basically a mess but that's not to be not to be locked into many details let's just get to the story because i've already gone through it way too much the thing is so at the very very start we have these four characters so Ryuji, Taiga, Minori and Yusaku and the first episode basically runs like this the um, normal day at the school and whatever and we get to know Taiga we get to know Ryuji we get to know Yusaku and we get to know Minori more or less and at the end of the, the end of the day for one reason or another, Taiga is still at the, the um, classroom. Ryuji comes up and tries to grab his bag. And for some reason, Taiga just um, tries to impede him and pull, um, take the bag from him. And so they get into the, um, this kind of, let's say, kind of um, struggle between them to, to get the, the bag for some reason. And Ryuji eventually gets the bag and goes home. Oh, okay. Later at night, he goes, grabs the bag, opens up, and see that there is a, a love letter addressed to Yusaku. 
And then he notices that, oh yes, uh, apparently Tiger likes Yusaku. But when he opens the letter, the envelope is actually empty. And when that happens, his apartment is invaded by the window. And when he he sees it, it, it is actually Tiger who entered with a wooden sword and tries to bash his head in. And then there's this exchange where they... Basically, Taiga wants to take him down because she's in, too embarrassed to admit that she's in love with someone. And she wants everyone to, who knows about it to die. And so so she can die after. It, it is pretty... Uh, when I say it like that, it is pretty brutal. But um, the exchange is kind of comedic um, at some point. And from that point on, we... They actually get out to business, they calm down, and Ryuji shows that actually he is pretty cringe when it comes to love, actually, because um, at this point, Taiga thinks she's embarrassed because not only someone else knows about her crush on Yusaku, but actually she's embarrassed because it is pretty cringe to use uh, and I'm using the word cringe, but cringe was not a word back in 2010. Uh, besides that, she's embarrassed because the um, this thing about love letters and whatever is pretty outdated at that point by her standards. And she's embarrassed by it. And when it comes down to it, Ryuji shows her all the, the embarrassing things he's done for his crush. And so they come to this... Let's say this understand this more or less agreement of helping each other. So Ryuji will have help Taiga get together with Yusaku, and Taiga, on the contrary, will help Ryuji get to Minori. And so that's basically the first episode. So the first episode gives off a, a weird vibe, I would say. But from this point on, the dynamic kind of starts working up. The second episode, the second and third episodes, I think, um, they are pretty much just building the whole world around them. So there are more people in the classroom that kind of get introduced as side side characters. They get it to be the, let's say, the main crowd who says things um, outside of conflicts, outside of the, the main conversation. They eventually actually come up as... Not main points of episode, but they, their help, their interaction with the main characters actually move the story too, in a meaningful way. The I don't actually remember all the names that there are a lot of people, but simple to say, we get to know more people in the school. Uh, not only the classmates, but also the teacher. That um, she becomes, um, let's say, a comedic relief later on. Because she's single and she's in her 30s and they make a whole lot of, not they, the, the students, but the, the anime in general does a lot of jokes with her. And basically that's, that's it. Um, from this point on we get to see that Ryuji and Taiga become kind of not, at this point they don't call it friends, but... They call it more comrades in love, more or less. And so Ryuji 
not only like Taiga be begins to interact with him at school, but actually Ryuji eventually finds out that Taiga living next door, she lives alone in a really huge apartment for Japanese standards at the very least. I really think it, her apartment is pretty, pretty huge in itself, but there is this this notion that she actually is pretty well off compared to Ryuji, and she lives alone with no parents in sight. And not only that, right? So the, at the point that Ryuji actually comes uh, comes over, he finds out that actually she lives pretty much among the trash because she doesn't clean after herself, she doesn't tidy up anything and he basically compulsorily he wants to clean it and help her because he cannot uh, see an apartment so big and so so beautiful all messed up and eventually he he cleans it up and whatever and finds out that actually Taiga leaves off uh, instant noodles and bento boxes from the convenience store it all boils down to one thing um, Taiga he starts going to Ryuji's house to have dinner with him and his mother and Ryuji eventually starts preparing bento boxes uh, bento boxes got he starts to actually prepare lunch for Taiga to take to school from this point on there is this whole nice intera first interactions with them both trying to help each other to hook one with the other, um, Yusaku with Taiga and Minori with Ryuji, until episode 3 when the, let's say, the initial more or less contract they start themselves at, at the first episode uh, kind of expires and Taiga basically just wants to leave Ryuji behind because th there's no relation after that. And this is the first time when Ryuji's mother actually comes into the picture as the, um, an important um, cornerstone, let's say, to the series. Um, she actually comes up a lot as, um, as a main character for a whole lot of the plot, a, lo a whole lot of the, let's say, the um, more or less the mentor kind of figure. The, uh, she's his mother, right? So she will eventually give good advice she's the mentor she gives advice she basically uh, talks him into doing the right thing that's more or less it the thing is right eventually when taiga basically leaves ryuji behind um ryuji's my mother yasuko she basically tells him like uh it really feels lonely and this is the first time in the whole anime four episodes going that it does not it kind of paints a flag but not really um straight up noticeable flag that actually having taiga by his side is the right thing for yuji so yuji actually notices that after such a such a short amount of time uh, Taiga has already um, brought him something else in his life not not really at this point as a love interest but 
really as a good friend that he wanted to keep keep contact with. Episode four, though, episode four, we I think it's episode four, right? So, quick side note, it's been more or less one week since I rewatched the whole thing, so recording this way too late for my own, for it's my fault, right? So it it, it is on me this one, and I don't actually remember all the main episodes that things happen. I may end up. Um, getting some parts wrong in the episode number, but the, the things happen in this order, right? So I think it's episode four when the fifth main character, let's say, is introduced, Kawashima Ami. She is Yusaku's childhood friend, and she recently came back from moving out when they are they were kids to be transferred into their school and she's a magazine model so she models for uh, mostly as they say in the show fashion magazines but at this point she has taken some time off for no specific reason at this point and when she first she first come comes up she is uh, basically the the prettier head so she's She's pretty and all, she's charming, but she's kind of um, kind of out there and at the very start. The, basically, the, the first first episode she appears in is just to set the tone for the relationships between her and both Ryuji and Taiga. Because Ryuji, the, the relationship kind of changes a lot across the whole anime. And Taiga, from the get-go, is pretty just um, outright, let's say, just it, it is pretty straightforward, let's say. So Ami has this facade at the very start that she she's pretty and not very, let's say, very sharp and whatever, but that's just the thing she does in front of normal people, in front of, let's say, the people she wants, uh, she has interest in and whatever. When they uh, at one point when Ami and Taiga are alone, Ami kind of reveals herself as this spoiled brat. Let's say she's spoiled. She's um, kind of selfish and and whatever. She she's basically the total contrary of her facade. She's basically uh, a total bitch. Let's say and uh, Taiga at this point she. She's pretty straightforward. She reacts with the Tiger way of doing things. She just doesn't care about the facade and she just, nah, nah, man, that's pretty, nah, I will not follow your orders or whatever. And basically, they don't see eye to eye from the very start. And also, um, it's not like Yusaku doesn't know about that. Uh, he actually, He actually knows about it. And he shows Ryuji at the start where the the whole thing happening. So they kind of go go outside the let's say the the they go to this restaurant and Ryuji and Yusaku go go to the bathroom more or less. And then the exchange between Taiga and Nami happened. But Yusaku shows Ryuji the the whole exchange. And he kind of get it. It's like yeah, she 
has this facade to, I don't know, to keep herself sane? I, at the very start, it's not really well explained, but it is a bad habit that she has brought up with her from her work and her environment, let's say. And at this point, Yusaku already uh, lays out what he wants to do with Ami by introducing her to Ryuji and Taiga. He wants Ami to be liked by the person she, she is and not by the facade she puts up. So, and at this point, the anime kind of took me by surprise because when it came up like this, I just thought, holy moly, this, this kind of, this kind of deep, right? I was like, man, what the hell? I came here for romance. This, this is kind of a bit dramatic, actually. I'll talk more about that later, but this anime is pretty good. Um, so from this point on, we episode four, we get four more episodes between uh, building up the whole, let's say, the whole situation in the school, more or less, with the fact that. The class now has a new a new student that is Ami and Nami is they play it like she's out of this world beautiful. She's they all the guys go absolute nuts and everything happens and it's a whole mess. And also right, so at this point when Nami comes up and we get close to our in we get close to episode 8, we get to the summer, and they have the um, obligatory, cl not cleaning, the, the pool episode. It is not the, the beach episode yet, there is a beach episode, but it comes after episode 8. The thing is, right, so, at this point in time, uh, with the amount of uh, companionship that Ryuji and Taiga have shown everyone and at this point they are basically more or less stuck to the hip because they are neighbors they go they go home together every day they always are together both of them and so people start to rumor it that they are together but at this point um, Taiga is interested in Yusaku and Ryuji is interested in Minori so there's this whole whole thing where they have to basically dismiss these kind of rumors and whatever because to, to accomplish their their objectives they they cannot have this happen and it comes up later that Ami kind of gives off some hints that she likes Ryuji but it is never actually confirmed at this point but the, the hints are there the, the things that and so in episode 8 basically Taiga makes a deal with Ami that they will compete in the school pool they have physical education classes right so at this point they have the pool classes and so during the pool classes they will compete so if Ami wins he, she will take uh, Ryuji to her beach house in the summer, um, the summer vacation, and if Taiga wins, Ryuji stays with her inside the, their the home, right? So basically, he, he does not get to go to the beach. And 
basically episode eight they kind of um there's this whole build up in episode six and seven i think when a tiger doesn't actually know how to swim and so ryuji takes her to train and there's this whole this whole let's say this whole situation between them because at the same time that ryuji cheers on taiga ryuji doesn't actually shows it too much let's say more or less and there is this whole at this point at this point in this whole arc of the the pool and the before summer arc let's say it is shown that ryuji actually helps taiga a lot in a whole lot of ways that you would think no one would do some things like that so there is this whole thing where taiga is insecure of showing up to the the pool classes because she's embarrassed by her figure i don't actually know how do how i say this without and don't get me wrong right so she's embarrassed because she's basically flat she does not have any any breasts let's say and she's embarrassed because she doesn't have breath and she doesn't want to come up in public in a swimsuit uh with no with no guns let's let's just say like that when ami in the other hand is pretty stacked and and so she there is this whole thing where uh ryuji actually comes up and says no i will help you and he actually uh he actually does get um he sues a whole thing where it, it's basically uh, let's say support pads I, I don't actually know how to say this in english but he actually gets pads for tiger to go into the whole competition uh showing up with with an effort let's just say that and in itself this whole thing is already like oh my god this guy is the real deal i mean nowadays we have this this whole thing about being in a sink or being a, a, a white knight and white knighting people and whatever but the significance of the the whole gesture of actually suing up the whole thing to help her uh just because it is something about her pride right so so to help her keep her pride to herself it is such a it's such a nice effort right so it is uh, i mean nowadays if you see something like that you call someone say that i see i saw that and i just thought god damn this is pretty cute actually the the guy is actually trying to help her and, and doing a, a genuine effort let's say i'm not making a case about being or not the same but the thing is at this point we can clearly see that ryuji actually commits to the bit being an actual support to taiga and this comes up later i mean the not the pads itself but the combination of this whole thing actually comes up later and but that's not for now uh, so comes episode eight they they start to actually uh, they compete and all that but in between the the whole kerfuffle someone throws Ryuji in the water and for one reason or another I don't actually remember if he has a cramp or whatever but he 
kind of uh, almost drones to death. And Tiger rescues him. And so there's this whole scene where things kind of get kind of pretty strange. Because at this point, again, Tiger's interested in Yusaku and not Ryuji. But you can clearly see that something's brewing up. So that's the ba the basically this this is the first real real flag the first real flag of Tiger like Ryuji. And then we get to episode ten. Episode ten is basically the first real real uh, let's say talk with Minori. So if episode eight is the first flag that Tiger plants that she likes Ryuji. Um, episode 10 serves as the, let's say, the, the counter to it, where it basically, they, so after the competition, they say, they save Ryuji, uh, Taiga does all the whole scene, and they basically have this kind of dance kind of deal, but Taiga one-sidedly invites herself over to Ami's um, beach house, and it ends up being the five of them going, and so they try to, at this point, they, they try to prank Minori into going to the, um, I think it's the, oh man, I, I don't actually remember the name of the, the fucking phenomenon, oh, remember it, the suspension bridge effect. So basically, Taiga comes up with the idea to get together, um, to help um, Ryuji get together with Minori that Minori is pretty afraid of horror stuff and they plan out this whole scheme of um, basically uh, scaring her and then Ryuji just comes up and, and helps her uh, it's more like of a prank they, they don't actually put too much um, let's say effort into it because the they both know it's kind of a dumb idea from the start and they actually get let's say counter pranked by Minori and Yusaku but the whole episode ends up being an honest talk that Ryuji and Minori have about uh, let's say finding love it, it is a whole a whole mess of metaphors but the it basically boils down into Kushida kind of giving up the hint that she is interested in Ryuji but at the same time it, it is pretty ambiguous at this point and so from episode 10 when there is this whole thing about the beach house uh, we have the cult cultural the high school festival the cultural festival we have Three episodes of this, a uh, fourth episode where uh, things just start to be kind of strange because, and this is just from memory, right? So the whole thing starts with the cultural festival going well and whatever, and then Yusaku has a basically a mental breakdown because there's this thing about in Japanese culture. I don't know if this still goes on. I think probably might in some cases, some schools. But dyeing your hair from black to blonde is not is not not um, it is not acceptable by any standard there. 
and so the thing is right so Yusa could do just that and basically when people are thinking about people have this expect expectation about him that he will be the next uh, student council president because he's the vice president right now and the this the the president is graduating in a few months um everybody thinks he will take her place as um the single candidate but he refuses to it and starts going this basically a rebel phase and so the the whole arc is basically them not only uh, taiga tries to help him a bit but she concedes that she's not the one to actually help Yusaku at this point because she although she is interested in him she recognizes that she's not close enough to him to actually know what he's feeling and basically comes down to the fact that Yusaku is pressed by the expectation of being a, a good president and actually is afraid of being the the next president because he he has this whole complex about the fact that he being the president is basically uh, he cannot uphold the legacy of the la the last president whatever but not only that right so and i may be getting the order wrong here but whatever we get to episode 14. episode 14 is the next big big thing and and this is not not something i talked about yet but for the the sake of the review, I think it's high time it, I talk about it. So they do this structural thing with the episodes. In they never actually there there is no indication, but you can clearly see by the way the story is written or actually uh, the very least shown. I don't actually know how much they adapted from the original material in the manga to the anime, but I can only guess. Uh, the thing I'm talking about is that from this point on, right, from episode 13 forward, there is this clear rush to the end of the story. So, at this point in Toradora, you don't actually need to know how it ends to actually know how it ends, because the, the vibe is there. You can clearly see that uh, Ryuji and and Taiga are destined to be together. The thing is, you don't actually know how. And one of the things I, I really like that they do in this anime, and something that I like a lot in other romances I, I read and watched, is that they introduce all the side characters and support characters that help a lot in, in everything uh, across the whole series. And... At the end of it, they actually have to, let's say, tie the loose ends of the secondary characters to to give the the ending a fulfilling, a sense of fulfillment. Let's say that that is. I, I don't actually know if this is a psychological thing or whatever, but the what I'm trying to say, right? Um, from this point on. The anime starts going in, let's say, in order to tie up the stories and the resolutions of all the side characters. 
So the first one is Yusaku. Yusaku goes through this rebel phase, and then later on we actually are present with the real deal problem, which is episode 14. So episode 14, uh, for one reason or another, um, to try to convince him to run for president, uh, Tagen Ryuji get this uh, this this let's say fake campaign going to ba basically bait out Yusaku to run against him to save the school because um, whatever reason they they have really fairly awful uh, campaign votes but uh, campaign vows but the the thing is not that right so eventually Yusaku goes there and really runs for president gets elected and whatever and in his opening speech he comes up with for the last president and uh, the last student council president that is a girl that is their their senpai their upperclassman he goes to her in public and goes like yo i like imagine just imagine the situation going in public in a lounge in a loudspeaker, going like, I like you, please accept my feelings, in front of the whole school, and then she just, like, brushes it off. That destroys him. That, that basically just wrecks him top to bottom. And again, as with the rebel phase, Taiga concedes to Ryuji that he needs to help Yusaku. And they go confront the... the and at this point, ex student council president. And when she says what she says, it is she just brushes it off. She just brushes it off. So at this point, Ryuji goes to Yusaku to console him. And Taiga does what Taiga does. And impulsively, uh, after getting to see that the, her love love interest was interest in was interest in someone else. Being her friend, his friend, right? She goes there and fights the girl. And, and I I mean it. Like, she actually fights her. So, she gets her wooden sword. The student, the student council president gets a, a shimai, a training baboon sword for the candle club. And they start actually fighting the classroom. And, and when the... When Taiga, like, flails and... Uh, gets disarmed for what or whatever they actually go into punching each other and it it is i would not say a well animated fight scene but the the way they animated it is just to emphasize what they are saying because at this point they they, they are bad mouthing each other yes but also taiga just is, is slandering her because the council president because she's a coward because she doesn't actually want to admit her feelings for Yusaku because it is clear by the the way they and it is not never really shown this but let's just let's just say this goes as is but she just calls her a coward for not admitting that the fact that she wants uh, she's also interested in Yusaku reciprocally, so they could be together, but she doesn't actually want to admit it. Because she, the, the um, council president, is going to a university overseas. 
and Yusaku still has another E in school. And she she says that she didn't want to uh, acknowledge his feelings because she didn't want him to follow her and, and basically uh, waste his future in the school and what he could do. So basically just not make him uh, influence him to like throw everything into the air and go follow her. The thing is, right, so this scene is so, it's such a mess, but it is so, so profound. I don't know, man. I, I think it, it just vibes with me. This whole anime just, just vibes a lot. And, and that's basically the whole scene. And so they come up in the classroom and actually, they actually say the things they need to say. And it's pretty nice. Uh, afterward, Tiger gets suspended for two weeks. Yay. In the two weeks, we have, I think, one or one episode with Tiger being suspended that uh, basically Ryuji needed to basically to try to get close to Minori. But at this point, Minori, for some reason, is avoiding him and he doesn't know actually why. But basically, that's, um, let's say, this is more or less, that's more or less it. So f from this point on, we get a bit of, uh, I would not say, a, uh, it is not really a stretch, but we get a whole build up about a lot of things. And basically the next big thing is the um, Christmas party that they eventually, let's say, the they eventually plan with the other students. The thing is, right, at this point, just, just a tight uh, side story. Uh, at this point, when Yusaku gets rejected by the ex-student council president, and the fact that Taiga actually fights her and whatever, Yusuko is deemed the most unfortunate man in the whole campus and becomes the... Um, oh boy... The Saint Protector of Broken Hearts, some, something along those lines. <laughs> and it's pretty funny because he uh, he goes with a whole strange getup and whatever. It, it's pretty funny. The, so from this point on, the, the um, Christmas party, the preparations for this Christmas party is it is the whole, it is its whole arc where Minori actually uh, is, is still avoiding uh, Ryuji for some reason and Taiga at this point became uh, the, let's say the good girl she her her violent tendencies really died down from this point on that being said um, we get to see that Minori is really acting strange not only lying about trying to uh, so the, their, their interactions at school really diminish. She stops having lunch with the normal group. She stops going out with them and whatever. And at this point, it is pretty strange. So the preparations start. There is this whole thing where they get this really massive Christmas tree. And Taiga gets this basically a memento for her. A tree ornament that is this star made of 
I don't actually know if it's glasses, crystal, whatever. The thing is, Taiga really likes Christmas and Minori, by accident, by accident, breaks the, breaks the ornament and it's pretty heavy stuff at this point. And things basically go down and this is the start of the arc where they have to tie up the loose end that is Ami. Ami I have not mentioned much, but she actually pushes a lot of the a lot of the plot forward uh, after she gets into two. So she starts up being um, basically a brat with Taiga and Ryuji, but <clears throat> eventually she becomes um, kind of a new person, more or less. And she has this whole question, the, the fact that why did she transfer in the first place to this new school outside from where she lived and whatever and stopped working was because she had this stalker guy coming after her. Uh, simple to say, Taiga eventually chases the guy down and when Ami sees how honest and straightforward Taiga is, she basically gets fed up with her own incompetence and goes after the guy and breaks the, the his camera and whatever. And the guy basically gets his illusion, his illusion to, totally broken and stops chasing after her. That's <clears throat> really the abridged version of the whole stuff, the whole thing that happens. And now at this point, it is her basically the start of her uh, tiny up arc because. As it comes out, uh, not only she likes Ryuji, and I'm going really fast uh, about this because it's been one hour and 20 minutes of recording. So basically, it comes out that she actually is interested in Ryuji, and she knows, she notices that Minori is also interested in Ryuji, but she doesn't actually want to admit it and she tries to hide it from him. Later on, it comes up and in why or how, but the, the whole thing is, right, in episode 19, that, that is the actual the actual party, Ryuji gets basically shot down by Minori because she doesn't actually even acknowledges that he wants to confess to her. And after... And in between that, he, someone tells him that Taiga is basically alone at home, not in the party, not enjoying it with anyone, the, the part of the year that she likes the most. So Yuji just basically ditches the whole thing to go be with Taiga, not directly, and it is pretty more of, it is pretty cute, but also kind of comedic. It's so touching at this point and comes up again as the the, the commitment that Ryuji has to, to Taiga. At this point, um, the lines kind of a blurry kind of deal. The flags are piling up at this point. But the whole combination of this whole thing about at this point, the start of the wrapping up of Ami's story and... L the in-between of wrapping up Minori's story comes up in episode 20 when they have the um, school trip to the ski lodge 
I don't actually know how, when or where, the, when I know December, uh, January, but where in Japan you can actually ski, but that that that's not the 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 thing right now. So at this point, Ami and Minori are at each other's throats because uh, Ami made a. Um, a comment back when Yusaku was rejected by the Axis Student Council president that Minori didn't take so well and for what's worth it's the reason why Minori has been avoiding Ryuji at this for so long. It didn't actually translate well to me when I watched it but when I sat down to really analyze it I kind of got it but they use a whole lot of metaphors that don't actually and and this is more or less the fault of Ami as a character she uses a lot of indirect metaphors and I didn't get it uh, first time but later on I I kind of got it but really a bridge version at this point Ami noticed Ami is interested in Ryuji that's not really a secret, let's say. But Ami notices that Minori is also interested in Yuji, but she hides it. And the thing is, they they start to discuss it a lot. The the fact that actually uh, Minori wants Yuji to end up together with Taiga because she noticed that Taiga likes Yuji, and she believes that Taiga needs Yuji more than she does. And this, there's this whole, whole, oh man, it's, it is pretty messed up. It is really, really messed up. Jump cut to the to the bit, right? Ami and Minori, they start to fight. Not as strongly as in episode 14, but kinda. And yeah, eventually they, they make up because the present that, um, at this point, this is a bit of detail, but the, the, what thing what thing happened is that Minori at the Christmas party, Yuji wanted to give Minori a present for one reason or another. Uh, when Yuji and Taiga are discussing about the fact that uh, Yuji was shot down, Taiga grabs the grabs the um, the present that that is a hair clip and gives to. Minori, in the context of being a present for, of a friend, and Minori uses it and whatever, and eventually loses it in in between skiing. And Taiga, knowing the importance of the the, the hairpin as a present from Ryuji to Minori, she tries to recover it. Taiga gets lost in the forest because she falls and and basically hurts herself. Not not really strongly but somewhat and when they it is pretty dramatic the, the rescue scene more or less but also um, eventually obviously uh, Ryuji eventually finds her as always Ryuji comes up for the rescue of Taiga and when he he's carrying her back to the lodge the Taiga in a haze says some really Revealing things and basically she she says it all out. She actually at this point loves Ryuji and Ryuji hears it and, and oh man, 
it is the, the the wow it's the wow part of the whole anime and from this point on the whole thing just start crumbling down the, the whole thing starts rushing down oh man it, it's such a fast lane because at this point everybody just wants to see what will happen when the, the cards are on the table and that's basically it right so after this episode cut it to the chase there's valentine's day valentine's day shit happens and Ryuji and Taiga uh, not only they get scolded by Yasuko Ryuji's mother that I didn't mention much but not only they get scolded, scolded by her because they lied about the fact that she wanted to get another job to help with the cause of Ryuji's um, eventual entering university and paying for it but because she eventually collapses from overworking and Yuju has to take up the the her place and start actually working to to help with the expenses in the house and and his tuition but his mother doesn't want him to work and there's this whole thing about exp family expectations that not only um, mother to son but son to mother because he actually wants to help her but she won't let him help her and it is pretty tense and so when they would get scolded because Taiga's mother also appears at this point uh, they just 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 escape they skip town and oh man it's just so cute this last two episodes god damn it it's so cute the thing is and she just comes up and says in three months, I'll be 18. We will elope and we will get married and then we come back. It is so cute. It is so much stuff happening at the same time, but it is so cute. And then their friends come up with a plan to help help them. So Minori gives them money and Yusaku basically misleads their parents, which is important at this point. And... And Ami gives them the the keys to the beach house, and there's this whole stuff. And oh my god, it's so cute! Uh, but let's just just already give you my opinions because I'm getting to the end of the story. They have like one episode together. They one episode where they actually finally kiss. They actually finally uh, admit to one another that they are lovers. They they want to be together with one another it is so oh my god it's so cute but it's short-lived the thing is and this is something that you can notice really really quickly the they started trimming in the details a lot at this point because there is this whole exchange between uh when Ryuji with Taiga running away, they actually go to Ryuji's grandparents' home that he doesn't actually know his grandparents because his mother's actually she actually ran away from home to be to be together with Ryuji's father and have and raise Ryuji outside of the um, the household because the her parents. Uh, Obviously, didn't want her to elope with the guy. It actually comes up that Ryuji's father actually ran away from Ryuji's mother with another woman. 
and there's this whole uh, trying to rebuild the family because when he gets to the house of the grandparents and oh man it's such a cute scene when he presents himself as uh, Yas Yasuko's son and his bride it's like oh boy it's so cute they actually kind of they basically bait out Yasuko to come to the grandparents home to basically make up with them after so many years of being being apart and it it is just cathartic at this point it's so cute the uh, Yasuko I didn't actually mention her too much in the review but she's a she's um a character so 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 lovable you can clearly see that she has flaws and, and she knows it and she knows it she she knows it and and she works in a way to i'm not say pay for her errors but to try to raise ryuji as best she can as a mother and you can that clearly see that uh it translates to him. It's pretty nice. It's pr oh my god, it's pretty. Nice. It is one character that really oh man, it's so well read. The thing is, they start trimming details at the f the, the finish line because that there's a lot of stuff that still happens from that. Basically, the last episode, and I would just say this before I before I even tell the ending. Watch this until the. Uh, until after the credits, okay? That's just my um, my advice. Watch until the end of the credits. Basically like a Marvel movie. But this after scene is pretty nice. I guarantee it. So, the thing is, last episode, they go back home. But then, uh, Taiga just skipped town. Even after all the things. And when she skips town... She transfers schools. That's basically it. That's the end of the story. Watch to the end of the credits. I don't... That's basically the story. What are my thoughts? Um, quick stuff because... One hour 30... <laughs> oh my god. Let's go. So, this is... As I said at the beginning, I basically already gave out the, the whole thing. Animation is pretty mean. It's passable, I would say. In the fight scenes, I think the, the animation was well done. Uh, for the um, only reason that they emphasize what is being said more than what is being shown, but what's being shown is still important. They have it's kind of rhythmic, uh, rhythmic with what they are saying. But that's just me. Uh, about the story, my man is one bloody good romance. It is so fulfilling. It is so cathartic at the end. It's so bloody cute and that's basically the the whole thing is just a, such a good package it, the story is well written the motivations are well written all the side characters actually are people that have stories and development arcs they have they actually tie up all the loose ends and it all it all comes together at the end to basically uh, to cheer on the main characters it is so nice i can i cannot find words to express it more than this 
watch this anime as an introduction to romance this is the best introduction to romance you can ever find until i mean we are 2023 i can only say this much this anime is gold it is gold and anyone and everyone who asks for a romance anime to start and even if they are still still on the run they already watched something else but never watched this this anime is really 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 nice and that's the review that's basically it so if you like what i do if you like the show thank you for listening if you <laughs> want to support me uh, please share please like please subscribe depending on the platform you're in uh, please join the discord I hope you stick around for the next one. Bye.